Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Oh, you didn't know? We're taking over! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling with a Bear. Are you ready to wrestle? Because this is the Bear of Texas, and you're listening to Wrestling with a Bear. Me and the Bear of Texas are fresh off of a trip to Tampa, Florida. We went there for WrestleMania weekend. We attended a few events while we were there. We're going to be speaking about that on another episode. But this episode here is all about Generation Championship Wrestling's event. We run this town, which took place on Friday, April 9th. It was an all-day event, but we're going to specifically highlight Generation Championship Wrestling's event, which happened in the evening. I want to give you guys just a brief history of Generation Championship Wrestling. I have been their graphic designer since their inception, since their first event, which was around two, three years ago. Their promotion is based out of Florida mainly, but they were traveling uh, pre-COVID. They were traveling, traveled all through the United States. Uh, They've been doing uh, food truck festivals and incorporating other types of entertainment with pro wrestling. So they've been really doing unique events for a while now. And I've been following them as their graphic designer. I kind of know all their matches that are happening and, uh, It's been a great relationship working with Jeremy Gomez, the promoter. And this was the first time I actually got to see uh, Generation Championship Wrestling live. There was an opportunity where I was going to wrestle, but there was a miscommunication um, as far as travel. But nonetheless, finally got to see it live in Tampa, Florida with the Bear of Texas. So we're going to be reviewing Generation Championship Wrestling show right now. And the first match we're going to talk about is Genocide versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, It was a female wrestling match, a women's match, part of the Diamond Division, the newly christened Diamond Division in Generation Championship Wrestling. Now, Genocide has been seen on uh, AEW before, and I believe NWA she's been seen on, which seems to be a trend with Generation Championship Wrestling. I've been seeing a lot of their talent take place on television and other wrestling promotions programming, which is really good for Generation Championship Wrestling and their talent. This is the first time I'm seeing Genocide live, though. Willow Nightingale is actually a friend of mine from New York, uh, from New York Wrestling Connection out in Long Island. I've known her for uh, for a pretty, uh, pretty long time now. This is the first time I've seen her in a couple of years. So we had fun catching up. This was a good match. I enjoyed the match. It was a fun match. It was a nice mixture of, you know, a little bit of comedy there. And I enjoyed seeing each other play off their gimmicks. You know, uh, Genocide has this robotic gimmick and Willow Nightingale kind of has this, you know, uh, cute, cuddly, fun gimmick. And I really did enjoy this match. It was a fun little match. It was a, it was a nice little change in, in scenery. And I really, I really like that they, they played off each other's gimmicks the whole match. That's, that's the one thing that really caught my eye about this match. And they told a good story. Certainly told an amazing story, Chris. Now, first of all, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for bringing me to a Generation Championship Wrestling show. To say I had fun is an understatement. To say that I learned a thing or two about independent wrestling would be an understatement. 
Uh, Genocide was the heel, and Willow Nightingale was basically, yeah, she was definitely uh, the baby face, and she, there was the comedy, you know, she was acting her character. She was really playing with, with the audience. In other words, she was getting with the audience, like, you know, try to, you know, put the positive vibe, like, get everybody into it. And that's what wrestlers have to do, especially the baby faces. Aside seeing the, the great matches, you know, the best part for me was shaking hands and befriending a cool guy, the promoter Jeremy Gomez. I love the guy. You know, even though I just met him, I mean, he's a great person. You know, he spoke to me about my writing career, how, 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 and I told him how tough it is. And he told me he's rooting for me. Like, he says, Alex, just keep doing it, dude. You keep doing it, you're going to be fine. You're climbing yourself to the top. Never give up on your dreams. I mean, he gave me some fatherly, like, you know, friendship advice. And, dude, I just can't thank the man enough. And, and it was just such – it was an honor for his show to be my very first independent show. It really was. You know, and that's exactly what I wanted to see. I don't want to get too much off, you know, topic, but that's exactly what I wanted to see is this different side that not a lot of people get to see. And you kind of got the more of an insider's look. It wasn't just like, hey, I brought you to go see a wrestling show. Like you were backstage. You got to meet meet people and make connections. And you got to see a, a, a side of wrestling that not many people get the chance to see. And I want to thank Jeremy for offering us both that opportunity to be down there and be a part of this event. Now, what did you think of the women's match between Genocide and Willow Nightingale? What were what were some key moments in that match that stuck out to you? You know, the charisma. The charisma out of those two. You know, Genocide, the way she drives herself with that character. I like <laughs> I could have sworn she did like the robot dance, you know, you know, obviously you got to incorporate that if you're portraying a robot slash gimmick, right? But the charisma that she has, you know, the passion she has, like she loves that character. You can just see it. She loves it. Okay. She has passion for it. And that is how a, a character gains its popularity. That's the way to get the character over with the fans. Okay, she was really taking it so so far. I mean, she's driven by it. I believe she was doing a gimmick prior. Her gimmick prior to this, she was uh Jenna Van Muscles. So it's like she did this character change and kind of reinvented herself. And now it's like it shows that when, you, you know, sometimes it's not that you're it's something you're doing wrong. Maybe it's it, you just need a slight change. And it's like once she changed to this genocide character and she did the whole robot gimmick, she started painting half her face. She started looking different. She started looking like a character. She started looking like something you could see on TV, and she's been on TV because of it. So I'm happy when I see wrestlers do that. When you see them, okay, she was Jenna Van Muscles. She had this powerhouse gimmick, and it's like she just needed a little, you know, just a slight change, and and it happened. And uh, I again, I really enjoyed this match. Jenna side did pick up the win over Willow Nightingale. Willow, if you are happen to be listening to this, I love you. It was so happy seeing you, but. Hats off to Genocide. They both put in a great effort into this match. And again, they both gave uh, the Tampa crowd a chance to really see their characters. Totally hats off to, to both these competitors. Thank you all very much for a hell of a match. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, the next match we're going to talk about was another breath of fresh air on the card because it was something different. It was a street fight, Bear Man. And I know you remember this. I remember this. Watching this, I was kind of cringing watching this match. It was a street fight between Logan Cruz and Daniel Starling. Yeah, like I said, it was a breath of fresh air to see a, a different gimmick match type on the card. Um, there weren't too many gimmicky matches on the card. So this this was, I think this was a perfect, you know, perfect time for this match when there's not too many other gimmicks going on. Like I said, I was cringing during this match. There was a few... Uh, <laughs> 
a few uh, chair shots that I was like, he could have protected himself a bit more on that. But uh, nonetheless, well-performed. It didn't seem sloppy to me at all from other hardcore matches I have seen personally. And like I said, it was a nice change from the normal matches. Both definitely gave their all for the crowd. The crowd, the whole crowd definitely ended up, the whole crowd being there live. They were excited. What are your thoughts on this match, Bearman? Well, I'm going to start off by saying, you you know me, Chris. Like, you know I love hardcore matches, street matches. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so what, what I saw, Daniel Starling, you know, jump off and then, you know, fall on Logan Cruz and go through a table. You know, and I've been on film. I've been on video. I was, in in my mind, you know what I was chanting? What were you chanting? I was chanting ECW in my mind because that's, that's what reminds me <laughs> You know, you actually were. When when you when you were seeing the table getting set up, you were getting ready to ECW. Yeah, I seen you. I was right next to you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was really hoping the crowd would do it, but there was a different chant. But still, I loved it. You know, the kendo sticks, the steel chairs, and and yeah, I mean, I gotta give Logan Cruz a lot of credit. The dude's got balls, you know, to take that chair shot. Like, like he jumped off the side of the ring and just took it like that. And yeah, you know, he was really setting an example, like. If it's a street fight, like you gotta make it look the part. Like I get, you gotta protect yourself too. But sometimes you gotta do it. Like because all these wrestling fans, like they know these street fights. You know, I can assure you that at least twenty percent, twenty to forty percent of these fans that were in there, they know ECW because all those guys were adults that are older than older than you and me. Like they they're probably wrestling fans that are, that probably go back to the days of Ric Flair. So they they they're wrestling fans and mm-hmm. you can attest to this yourself. The whole crowd was into this match. I don't think there was a quiet fan during this match. Oh no, and absolutely you couldn't. Not. They made it so that you couldn't be quiet. And that's the hats off to them because not a lot of wrestlers can do this. I've been there myself where it's so hard to get the crowd into it. And a hardcore match sometimes just isn't enough. A street fight just isn't enough to get the crowd into it. These two made it so that their spots and the moves that they did and the weapons they used, they made it. You cannot sit there and just be quiet during the match. They brought the action into the crowd. They brought the action in right in front of your face. You had to have a reaction. You had to have some emotion in you. And that's I think that's the main takeaway I had from this match. And I love how Daniel Starling, uh, you remember, you recall the writing hand on his shirt. We obviously... It seems that based on what he had hit right on his shirt, he and Logan Cruz have been feuding for quite a while now. He had a shirt. His shirt said, and I quote, Cruz sucks eggs. So, yeah, and that's a nice play on the old NWA uh, Dusty Sucks Eggs shirt. They have been feuding for a little bit now, and I don't think the feud's over <laughs> by a long shot. Oh, no, no, no. I would like to see more of, of them. Um, and if you would like to see this event, it was streamed on title match wrestling i believe it still is available so go check it out on title match wrestling we're not going to sit here and give away the whole matches on our podcast why take away from something you could go in and see and support this company we will tell you you know who wins and stuff but we're, we're going to give you our, our take from being there live so go check it out on title match wrestling and if you're in florida definitely check out generation championship wrestling live the one thing about Continuing this feud that has me thinking is, what can you do next with these two? They just had this amazing street fight in Tampa during one of the biggest weekends in wrestling. Where do you go from here? Uh, three stages of hell match. You know, that's a, that's an idea. Wink, wink, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, how about an I quit match? An I quit match. You know, the I, I think, Jeremy, you, from, from the two people that you invited, I think an I quit match or a three stages of hell match might... Might be a nice way to uh, finish off this feud here. 
But um, moving on, one match that we were both looking forward to seeing and really, really took us, took our breath away, literally, during this match, Casey Navarro versus Mike Bennett. Alex, I know you really want to talk about this match, so I'm going to let you lead on this one. Well, I'm going to start off by praising Casey Navarro. Pra- I mean, I've praised him on Twitter, and he, and he showed how appreciative he is. Casey Navarro is a young and bright superstar. The dude is super talented. The dude's got charisma, his gimmick, the way he he drives himself in the ring, the trash talking, you know, everything. Absolutely amazing. Casey Navarro has a bright future in professional wrestling. And for him to go against Mike Bennett, who we know is, you know, Ring of Honor, WWE, you know, dudes wrestled everywhere. And for him to wrestle Mike Bennett, at, at, you know, at that point, it's a gift. And Casey Navarro had a hell of a match with Mike Bennett. I praise both those guys for that hell, for that match. But at the end, it's the promo that showed the respect between the two. That brought tears to my eyes, Chris. I shit you not. Well, before we get to the promo, let, let's talk a little bit about how good this match was. Me personally, I say this was a top-notch. It was a great wrestling match. You've seen that both men had something to prove in this match. Casey Navarro, the 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 up-and-comer, the guy that's been making a name for himself, the kid that, you know, he's been having these extraordinary matches with the extraordinary talent, and he's on the rise, and here you have Mike Bennett, who, who kind of had his, his shot in the glory, and it didn't work out, and now he's trying to prove to everybody that he's still as good as he says he was and is. And you've seen that in this match with the way they they performed against each other, the way they fought against each other, the moves they did to each other, kicking out of each other's signatures multiple times. And they told, again, I'm probably going to say this about a lot of matches uh, on this card, they told a great story. A great story. That's what's important. Telling a great story in the match. They gave us a reason, Chris. They gave us a reason to keep our eyes on them during the match. See, and the thing about watching it live and, and watching it on iPay-Per-View or watching on pay-per-view, watching it on TV, watching it on YouTube, the difference from being there live is we don't have the commentary. We didn't have the commentary for WrestleMania. We didn't have the commentary for Bloodsport. We didn't have the commentary for GCW. So when you can understand a story just by two guys wrestling in the ring, that's when you know the match is good. When you when you can't hear the commentary telling the story because usually on tv that's what the commentary for is to help tell the story to the to the fans watching at home when you're live you don't get that extra help you don't get that extra experience you know so when these two guys can sit there and tell that story without having to hear the commentaries put them over or explain the story to you you know it was a golden match it was gold that match was gold it's it's a match that I wouldn't be surprised people are going to be talking about and talking about for months to come. It's just unbelievable. You know, and the, the greatest benefit of being there in person and not hearing the commentary, you feel the magic in the air. Like, you feel the passion. You are in it. It's unique, Chris. Absolutely unique. And speaking of passion, like you said, there was that special moment at the end of the match where Mike Bennett, he took the mic and... 
he pretty much puts Casey Navarro over in a big way and talks about how Casey Navarro is the future. And he he's proud to share the ring with Casey Navarro. He's seen Casey Navarro grow as a professional wrestler. And he was honored to share the ring with him and proud to share the ring with him. It was such a special moment. I can't even explain it. Like you can, you had to be there to feel that moment. And it, it was a special moment. Mike Bennett's on his, you know, drops the mic, you know, after, you know, pretty much saying, hey, you know, pretty much pa- not passing the torch, but kind of passing the torch, like saying, hey, kid, you're the future. He leaves and Casey Navarro gets on the mic and he, you could sat, hear it in his voice, how emotional and th- it, this was real emotion. This wasn't him faking it. This wasn't him just cutting a promo. Or, you could hear the emotion in his voice as he's thanking Mike Bennett for this opportunity, for being in the ring with him. And he's thanking the fans and how he's worked so hard and how Mike Bennett is still who he says he is. Just a mutual respect between those two. It, it was amazing, man. It was a special moment to be there live and, and witnessing that. Hats off to both of these guys. Big, big time. It, it, it's it's just so it's it's great, you know. And I'm glad I I have the promo on film. You know, you have to. It, it's one of those things as a sports writer, you want to catch it because it, it's part of learning the business. And I spoke to Casey. I, I did a I did like you know my journalist interview thingy, and the dude the dude's awesome. Did you ask any standard questions? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I did, and I I asked him what do you love the most about your character, and what and what was his response. He said that he loves being a character, that he has passion for it. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. I just want to say thank you very, very much for taking the time to speak to me. I appreciate that. Hey, I'm not going to say take too much time. This is far too many talented men and women in the back. Man, 
that man that never quit, that man that was so long, the man that was never given a chance, gave me a damn chance. <laughs> and like, and like this all throughout the back, make sure you watch I Love This on YouTube. Thank you. I love you, man. It's an honor. Just to give back, bro. Because of you, you know, hopefully I get something out of this. Thank you. And thank all you for real. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. And that's the second time, that's the second time we've seen Casey that wrestled that day. Yeah, that's true. And two phenomenal matches, one against Leo Rush earlier in the day, which we will cover on another episode. But I just want to say Casey Navarro, he, he's unique. He's different. Um, he... He is one of the few guys that actually, like, he talks trash during the match. We've seen that <laughs> in both matches. He talks his trash. And that I, and that's something you kind of don't really see too much is them actually talking trash to each other in the match. So that that kind of stuck out to me. Another match we're going to we're gonna cover here, and I know this is a match you were looking forward to. This is a match, unfortunately, I didn't really get to see too much of as I was, you know, going around back talking to people I haven't seen in years and, you know, just trying to make connections and uh, hook up interviews for uh, this podcast here, Wrestling with a Bear. But the match uh, we were both looking forward to, and I'm glad at least you got to see it, was EC3 versus Moose. You know, I did learn a couple of things, and I'm going to need you to make sure I'm actually telling this correctly, Chris. They're already in a rivalry. I believe they're in a rivalry uh, with Impact Wrestling, are they not? They were in a rivalry with Impact yeah. Wrestling, yes. See, and how e- e- EC3 lost the match by disqualification after a low blow. Okay, and then uh, I'll get to the promo after that. But but that match, you could just see how there's already history between the two. Like, there's no love lost for these guys. But these guys are kind of giving us the caliber that we see, like, what we see on TV. Like, they were bringing it here to show the fans, this is how we do our stuff, you know. And EC3, I remember uh, back when NXT was getting started back in 2010, 2011, I saw a little bit of what he did. Uh, I mean, at the time, he was known as, I think it was Derek Bateman, if I'm correct. Yep. Yeah, he was known as Derek Bateman. And he was not at the top yet, but he was certainly getting there. I mean, he was already doing pretty well. But now seeing where he is in his career, you know, I think he's worked for the Ring of Honor. I, I believe now he's with Impact. I know he was released by WWE last year. But, you know, seeing where he is now, like him on the indies, doing his own thing, I mean... That's the that's the cool part about EC3 that wrestling fans really want to see, and obviously the the match the match I mean I was like well the, the match I guess ended in a way that made sense but but yeah but but you know EC3 being the heel that he is I mean that that's the way it goes, you know and it was nice to see you know a rivalry you know their rivalry continued on on GCW in Tampa Florida during WrestleMania weekend. And so I, I'm always a fan of, you know, nods to the past during WrestleMania weekend. You know, maybe during the rest of the calendar year, uh, you know, it may not make sense to me. But WrestleMania weekend seems to be that weekend where, you know, everything makes sense. You know, <laughs> you know, you want to give a nod to the past. You know, it, it, 
it's certainly passable during that weekend. And like I said, I'm glad you caught that match. You, you mentioned a promo after the match. Explain that to the fans. Well, EC3 basically reminds Moose that you once had potential. He was referring to the fact that Moose was in contention for the for the uh, Impact Heavyweight Championship and, of course, you know, not being able to win the title. So he's telling Moose, you know, you're close, you're close, you're close, but you're, like, coming up short. So he's kind of, you know, an, an average heel promo, and he's, like, telling him, you know, reach deep inside yourself. And, and then after that, you know, he, uh, he attacks him, so... It was one of it's just, it was just it's just one of those you know cookie cutter promos you know kind of referring to your adversary's past of his shortcomings and you're trying to like drive him to the point where where he pushes out harder than you it's almost like a heel giving a babyface advice like, we we see that storylines all the time. Now another match that excited the both of us here, Culture Inc. versus Stone and Stone, Edge Stone and Solomon Stone for the vacated GCW Tag Team Championships. Culture Inc. had won a number one contenders match earlier in the day at the Best of Class show, which again, we will cover briefly on another episode. But this match was the GCW Tag Team Championship match, which was recently vacated. I have to say, I am impressed by Edge Stone, his size, the way he moves in the ring. I was completely impressed by him. This is the first time I was seeing Edge Stone in action. We had seen him briefly earlier in the show. I have to say, Culture Inc., they have great chemistry. They kind of remind me of the Rockers. Uh, I seen a little bit of that in the ring with them. It brought me back to, you know, watching tapes of the Rockers. But I, I was really impressed by the chemistry that Culture Inc. had and the moves they were pulling off. Uh, they've been in GCW a while, building a name for themselves. So, you know, it, it was nice to see them kind of get their uh, their opportunity here. You know, I loved it. You know, I love these high caliber tag team title matches. You know, Culture Inc., you know, I got to, you know, tip the hat off. You know, the flying, the the charisma, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, this match, you know, this might not make sense to some people, but I kind of see it like the LOD versus the Natural Disasters because Edge Stone and Solomon Stone are the, you know, the, the big bruisers, sort of, so to speak. And, but at the end of the day, I praise all four guys, you know, hell of a match, you know, just the way it was. And, yeah, you did mention, yeah, Culture Ring won the number one's uh, contender's m- match. Uh, but, but do you want me to speak exactly? Because I remember how the match ended. Should I go ahead and uh, enlighten the fans? Take it from here. Culture Inc. won by disqualification because Edge Stone and Solomon Stone got involved in the match and attacked, you know, the opposing team. And then and then they they did proceed to attack Culture Inc. And, and that's part of, you know, sending a message. It's part of the story. It's how a storyline goes, sending a message like, like that we see we see it all the time so yeah and it, and it was a great way to start the story you know and it mm-hmm. kind of gives culture inc who were the baby faces in this match it kind of gives them a little sympathy going into the match mm-hmm, absolutely it only it only adds to the story which is great um it, w- it was great booking to book that earlier in the day and kind of have that in people's minds throughout the day like okay all right, what's going to happen now? Now you have to wait till, you know, <laughs> later on in the night to see what's going to happen. Sky Blue versus Kiera Hogan. Now, Kiera Hogan is currently one half of the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Tag Team Champions with Tasha Steeles, who managed Kiera this night. Sky Blue is a GCW mainstay and a rising women's wrestler who recently appeared on NWA and AEW programming. She's been making a name for herself on the independent scene, everywhere from Chicago to Florida and everywhere in between. So that's a name you're going to be hearing 
uh, in the next few years. She uh, she's just going to grow as an athlete. We had the opportunity to meet her personally. You know, she's a she's a nice person, and it was nice seeing her in the ring. She has like kind of a lucha style, which I like, and great at playing the babyface part. Both told a good story in this match. I definitely enjoyed the finish with the match and working with uh, with heels like Kiera and Tasha. It only added to the match. It only added to to the story of the match and the the finish with Sky Blue pretty much outsmarting outsmarting the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions and causing a little bit of a of a brief rift between the two uh, partners and the two uh, tag team champions. It was nice. It was a great babyface, classic babyface finish. She was kind of getting beat up the whole match and she rose to the occasion. I always enjoy stories like that. What do you think of this match, Bear Man? You know, you basically described it. You know, it, it speaks for itself. You know, the babyface mentality, you know, getting beat up, showing the resilience and pulling through at the very end, you know. You know, and, and you know, I, I gotta praise Sky Blue. I mean, I, I love the character, the charisma. You know, I guess you know her skills. You know, just absolutely unique. And it was it was an honor to actually you know meet her. Re- really nice person. We we got to meet a lot of talent there. We got we met most of the talent on the card and previous cards. Um, again, if you would like to see these matches, they are available on Title Match Wrestling. And I'm sure you know you'll see pictures on GCW social media. So definitely check them out. Generation Championship Wrestling. That's exactly what this episode is. This episode is the Generation Championship Wrestling episode. And we, we're we just happy we were able to finally experience this live. I know, Bear Man, this was your first actual independent event. And uh, the next match we're going to talk about is the GCW World Championship match between Chuckles the Clown, Shug D, and Stunt Marshall. Now, Chuckles the Clown has been the GCW World Champion for over a year. He was supposed to defend the title against Mr. Grimm at last year's WrestleMania show, but we all know what happened. Uh, Shook D, uh, you may know him as AEW's Pineapple Pete. He's an internationally known pro wrestler with about 18 years experience, I want to say. He's, uh, he's a great dude, a phenomenal wrestler in the ring. Stunt Marshall, I believe, was making his GCW debut, if I'm not mistaken, at this event. I love his gimmick, the uh, the whole hate gimmick. Hate on, baby. Hate on. Drink that haterade. Um, I love the Hogan mustache. I love, I love the Hogan mustache he's got. But uh, this match, I really enjoyed this match because it was not what I expected it to be. It was <laughs> a nice mixture of comedy. It was mainly a comedy match. But what they did was they took that comedy and infused it with technical wrestling. Like it was just so unique the way they put together this match. And, you know, um, I kind of seen them putting together the match backstage, you know, um, I was hanging out with them, you know, uh, just getting to know these guys and the way they were putting the match together. It was so genius watching. It's like watching a scientist work and you had three scientists here putting together this, this, this great, you know, uh, source of energy, you know, this great big ball of energy they were putting together. And it was, like I said, it was comedy, but they mixed this, this somehow mixed this technical wrestling. And not only that, each got the chance to show off their fully show off their gimmicks and what their characters are about. And the, and the main thing I loved about this match was the finish. It was such a unique finish 
and that I really wasn't expecting uh, Stunt Marshall to pick up the victory here, but he did. It was a surprise for me. And um, Chuckles the Clown, who I love his gimmick. He, he he reminds me of every drunk I've met in New York City. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, like, I like the name. Yeah, Chuck, 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 Chuckles. Uh, you know, he definitely had the crowd interacting. But Chuckles the Clown was down, and Sugar Dunkerton gets... Uh, Stunt Marshall into uh, Lance Storm-style single-leg crab, but Stunt Marshall crawls over to Chuckles while he's in the submission and pins Chuckles. So the ref counts to three. The ref rings the bell. Sugar Dunkerton thinks he wins the match, so he's celebrating only for it to be announced that your new GCW world champion is Stunt Marshall. That that was that was such a great finish. I had never seen anything like that before. And if you know, if that was definitely, uh, and that was definitely, like I said, I keep saying a unique finish. Um, I've never seen a, a finish like that before. And um, to be quite honest, it's something I might steal in the future. That that's what it's about. Like you know, learning, getting some insider knowledge. You know, for me, you know, in a sports writing perspective, because I've never seen a, a match finish like this. I never even thought that things like that would even happen. So that's why I say I learned so, a thing or two. Okay, but, but but that that is brilliant. You're in the submission. You crawl. You make the cover. The referee counts one, two, three, and the dude who has seen the submission thinks that he has won, but actually you win. A- absolute genius, genius. exactly it, genius but it also kind of gives a message you, you know what that message is what's that bear man that stump marshall and shook d they will be they will be feeding over that title i hope they do i i hope i see shook d and gcw again and i hope he does get a a one-on-one match with uh with stump marshall for the title uh hats off to the three guys for the family guy uh nod with that ah Ah, I mean that was that was just so funny. I didn't expect that to ha- happen in in the match. It was so funny though. The crowd ate it up, and then the ref got involved. This match, if uh, if I had to describe it in one word, entertainment, pure entertainment. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's the that's the way that, to freaking describe it. That's what it was. And let me tell you, uh, GCW is not, and like most indie companies, GCW doesn't, you know, they don't tell their wrestlers how to do their match. You don't have some guy telling you how to do your match. These guys are coming up with this on their own. So when you're seeing this happen in the ring, that's them. They came up with these. They put this performance on. They made this match this entertaining. These, this all came from their mind. So when you see the crazy hardcore stuff, the crazy street fight that we've seen, that was Logan Cruz and Daniel Starling. That all came from their mind. So to think, you know, how creative, how sick and how twisted does a professional wrestler's mind have to be? Well, you're talking to one right now. It's it's pretty sick, twisted, and creative. <laughs> you know, but, but that, that's how, how it's got to work. I mean, you, you got to let the wrestlers kind of, you know, do the matches, you know, like that. So so things can work out, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I always said there has to be just something slightly wrong with you to uh, want to be in this business. <laughs> but moving on, we have, all right, and I believe this is the last match we're going to talk about because the other matches. Main event. Yes, it was the main event, but the other matches, we really didn't get a chance to really 
sit down and watch because, like I said, we were out there promoting Wrestling with a Bear. We were making connections, talking to guys, trying to set up interviews for Wrestling with a Bear to produce more content for you. But this match, the GCW Women's Championship, uh, Ray Chanel versus Queen Aminata, all hail the Queen, the GCW Champion, Queen Aminata. I love Queen Aminata. I met her in person. She is such an amazing person, um, an amazing, bright personality. Uh, we, you know, it was great seeing her in the ring. I did get to see bits and pieces of it. Um, unfortunately, I have this thing called anxiety. And uh, when that builds up, uh, it, it makes me uncomfortable, even if I'm in the most comfortable environments. So I, I felt I had to, you know, just, just kind of leave the venue. Unfortunately, I didn't get to say too much of this match. I know without a doubt Queen Aminata did her shit. I think this is the first time I cursed during this episode, but Queen Aminata was on her shit. I can tell you that uh, from what I did see. Now, uh, Bear Man, you want to take the rest of the match here? You know, you, you said it. She did her shit, man. You know, Queen Aminata. You know, sometimes I'm kidding ask, like, did, did the name come from the Star Wars character, Queen Amidala? That's what. <laughs> uh, maybe we can get her on the show one day, and that can be a question we ask her. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'd love to have the queen on Wrestling with a Bear. We can we can name the episode Wrestling with a Queen. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy, if you're listening, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jeremy. But anyway, yeah, you know, I felt like you know it, this is the main event. So for me, you know, from a sports mind perspective, I really wanted to see it. You know, more of a sports mind perspective rather than a fan. I mean, the fan in me was there too, but. But I wanted to see it, you know, because that character is just—it's cool, like it's creative. No, you see, you know, uh, it's yeah, and her. it's her, it's it, her, it, it, exactly, it's her. And you know, she she has brought a lot of exposure to GCW as far as being um, an African athlete. You know, I'm not going to say women's wrestler. I'm not going to say pro wrestling athlete. And um, she really brings culture into this. I am so happy to see her as the GCW Women's Champion. Um, like I said, I've done the graphics for this company for nearly three years, I believe now. And I've seen a lot of the talent that's coming in. I, she's one of the faces that I keep seeing month after month, show after show that I have to do that. I keep sitting there, putting her on the flyers, putting her on the, on the graphics. So she's definitely worked her way up here in GCW and well, well deserving of being the queen of the diamond division. That's something we got to get used to saying with GCW, the Diamond Division. It's not the Women's Division, not the Divas Division. They are the Diamond Division, the premier women's wrestling division in independent wrestling, in professional wrestling. And I am biasly saying that and proudly saying that. <laughs> Queen Aminata walks away with the win. I have to say, I do like uh, Chanel's bad and bougie gimmick. I, I mean, it is a gimmick that I, I have seen, you know, quite a few times, but... She, she, I have to say, she definitely pulls it off. She makes you believe in that gimmick. And uh, hats off to both women for participating in this ring. Being in the main event after fans had sat through 14 hours and still being able to make a match exciting. You know, unbelievable. And, and speaking of Ray Chanel, I was actually doing research. She's, she's actually appeared on AEW Dark as well. Yeah. Uh, she, she wrestled Big Swole. Yes, and, and like I said, that's that's seems to be a theme with GCW is... They seem to be 
knowing what talent to use and what talent is the future and where the talent is going in the future. It's it's kind of like Nostradamus, man. It's like they, they predict it. And a lot of the women's talent, we have to shout out to their uh, women's talent relations. Robin Reed, the Black Diamond. Well, I'm sorry, the Black Diamond, Robin Reed. She has been booking the uh, women's, the Diamond Division for some time now and really booking some impressive talent. So hats off to her. She's been doing a great job in her role. I had the chance to briefly speak with her and, uh, you know, kind of hang out with her. And I'm so appreciative of what she does, if no one else is, because it's kind of hard being, uh, you know, a woman in this business in general. And the fact that instead of being selfish and kind of using what her knowledge is and her experiences to just use it for herself, she's using it to push younger talent and talent that may not have been seen before that can now get uh, eyes on them. So shout out to Robin Reed. She was a huge part of this weekend for Jeremy. And I know Jeremy feels the same way. And I can't wait to see what she does with the Diamond Division in the future. That was the main event, and we are going to be wrapping up this show. But before we do, I would like to let you guys know about Generation Championship Wrestling's next show. In case you guys are in the Sanford, Florida area, GCW is having a Mother's Day-themed show on May 8th. On that card, which is titled Mother May I, you will see Sky Blue, the GCW Women's Champion, the queen of the diamond division, Queen Aminata, the newly crowned GCW world champion, Stunt Marshall, as well as Culture Inc. and some more familiar faces from Generation Championship Wrestling. Tickets are available at gcw19mothermayi.eventbrite.com. And if you're coming to the show, you can bring your mother free with the purchase of a ticket. So for your, uh, Freeloading for too long ass can finally give your mother something back. All right. Not only that, as always, veterans are half off at the door. That's right. 50% off at the door. Again, this is May 8th, 6.30 p.m. at CrossFit Exalted in Sanford, Florida. The address is 118 Central Park Place, Sanford, Florida, 32771. It will be on Title Match Network. Bearman, let people know where they can find you on social media. With pleasure, Mr. Rex, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, if you care to follow I, the Bear of Texas, on Twitter, it is at Bearman of Texas. That is at Bearman of Texas. Texas is TX. That is it. If you would like to follow my podcast, personal podcast, the Bear of Texas podcast, that is at Bear TX underscore podcast. And finally, follow Wrestling with a Bear at Rest with a Bear. That is W R E S with a Bear. So please follow us. And not only can you find us on social media at rest with a bear, you can find us at rest with a bear.com W R E S W I T H A B E A R.com. That is where you'll find the bear man's blog, 
No Clause Barred, as well as this podcast. We are also available on Spotify. So if you prefer to listen to your podcast on Spotify, just search for Wrestling with a Bear and tune in. We're going to have a bunch more content coming up. Me personally, you can find me on all social media platforms at Rex Russells. That's at R-E-X-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-S. If you love what you hear, on Wrestling With A Bear. Please share the show with your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, because if you love pro wrestling like we love pro wrestling, then Wrestling With A Bear is the podcast for you. As always, be excellent to each other and keep supporting pro wrestling.